George Mazibisa. I am so excited to be chatting to you. You are, I think, one of Zimbabwe's overachievers. You are doing so many incredible things. You're a social entrepreneur. You're a Forbes 30 and 30, a Mandela Washington fellow, a future elect fellow. The list just goes on. Welcome to Five Drive. Thank you so much, Bibi. It's it's, it's it's an honor to be invited to, to come and share my story on 5FM. Hey, <laughs> the list is endless. <laughs> and with the list being endless, one of the things that fascinates me about your story is once you were in the world of 95 employment and then you were like, you know what? I am yeah. focusing on entrepreneurship. So what is it exactly that prompted you to, you know, venturing into the world of entrepreneurship? So that's a question that I usually get from people. I think it's the desire to pursue purpose is the desire that I got also in the journey to self-discovery, understanding who am I. I got frustrated in the in the corporate world. You know, you have these sharp, brilliant ideas, your orders on point, but the management at times, you know, they are so slow to grasp the concepts and also to understand the ever-changing, uh, evolving world. So the day I realized that, no, I'm done in this space, it's time for me to move on. I left. I just packed my stuff and left. I said, you know what, I'm going to do me. <laughs> and from then, I've been doing me. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And also, you know, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial space changes so much and so quickly. So since the time you entered the space, what are some notices you've different, uh, differences rather you've noted between then and now as an entrepreneur? So one thing that I would like to strongly emphasize is many times we romanticize entrepreneurship and think it's just a walk in the park. That's mm-hmm. not a walk in the park. As an entrepreneur, if you're a CEO, you're a chief of everything, officer, from finances to marketing to sales to production, you know, that journey on its own, it's mind-blowing, mind-opening, and we learn on the go. So there are days, you know, when you step into that zone of entrepreneurship and things don't go accordingly is based on the corporate world. In the corporate world, you know, there are structures, you know, there are ways of doing stuff, but in the real jungle, there are no structures. You formulate structures. It's up to you, the amount of time, the amount of commitment you put into it. So uh, entrepreneurship, it's ever-changing. I remember when I left working in 2018, so compared to 2018 and 2022, the world has shifted in terms of business, in terms of interaction, in terms of uh, interconnectivity. So what it means, it means for me as an entrepreneur and a leader, I need to be hands-on, understand, adapt, have multiple skills so that I'm able to be relevant in this uh, uh, environment where we are operating in. Hence, I'm always learning, I'm always traveling, I'm always uh, meeting different people. For me to then understand who am I in this grand matrix of life, in this grand scheme of work, in this current scheme of business and economics, and also without forgetting building Africa as well. You know, um, and something that put you on the map, not just in Zim, but on the continent and in the world is the initiative that you did in uh, 2018, where you were, you know, busy with your manufacturing business and your manufacturing potato crisps in Zim. And you were like, no, hang on a minute. I need to rope in more young people, more schools to teach them how to, you know, work with the greenhouse project and learn how to work the land. Can you tell us about this incredible initiative, please? 
<laughs> so maybe in a nutshell, in terms of that initiative, I first went back to my local school where I did my primary education. I became the school development chair, uh, the youngest chair in the history of Zimbabwe. So my role was to make sure that there is an interconnection between education, entrepreneurship, and uh, a conducive environment for kids. So when I stepped in there, I said, first things first, our education is irrelevant. Why don't we use a skills approach to it? Fortunately, Zimbabwe was going through a curriculum uh, review. I contributed into that. Then I put in my work, my line of work and experience into that school. And I said, you know what, in the 21st century, we have uh, problems that lead to uh, climate change. Why don't we make sure that our, our learners uh, understand what climate change is and also understand farming in terms of greenhouses, the emissions. So that's when I put in all the, uh, the networks, the, the knowledge and also, you know, the systems. And it's been a journey. It's been a journey. I don't want to lie to you. I also learned a lot, uh, a lot within that journey. Uh, fast forward, it's in 2019, the school won one of the best awards in Zimbabwe. It's called the Secretary Bell Award wow. for the best implementation of uh, the curriculum and eco-inclusive um, uh, structures and entrepreneurship. So that was a, a satisfying moment in me. And I said to myself, you know what? If I could envision this, come and share the vision with the school, with the parents, with the development board, and we're able to achieve this. It means there is more to be done. So beyond that, that's when I said, you know what, you guys, I'm done. Let me move. I started my own other initiative called Mad Life Business Incubation Center, right in the township, a business incubation center in the townships, focusing on marginalized youth, creatives, and bridging the gap between those that have access to information and the resources. Yeah. Man, that is amazing. And the incredible thing about one, I want to just still speak about the, the schools initiative that you did is all 188 schools in Bulawayo were working with your program. So shout out to you, man, for doing such incredible work. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. You, yeah. It's, it hasn't been easy, you know, working with 188 schools. I remember we divided them into five categories into that district and we made sure that the headmaster the principal and the school development committee are there we took them for one week core course on entrepreneurship and uh, uh and and greenhouse farming the importance of putting up infrastructure that relates to 21st century uh, education uh, it wasn't easy it wasn't easy, but it was a journey. We enjoyed Imagine after um, uh, two to three months, we had done with 188 schools. Sure. The satisfaction, the impact, but you feel drained, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Look, but as you say, despite you feeling drained, you didn't just stop there. You continued with the incubation center in you know, marginalized areas. Yeah. And even during COVID, actually, you had an incubation center that helped small businesses keep running. And... As an entrepreneur, you, you you mentioned earlier that we glorified so much, like it looks like a lavish life, but it is so much hard work. And I'm curious to find out from you, despite all the hard work you're having to do into your business, what was the point for you where you were like, you know what, it's important for me to start putting other businesses on? Yeah. So one thing that uh, I realize is also the importance of uh, my own mental health. We really speak about uh, men's mental health. Because entrepreneurship is a cutthroat industry. You know, there are days when you wake up, you feel like you want to quit this thing and walk away. One moment you wake up 
in the morning you you receive a good email after one hour you receive bad news after three hours another bad news you know it's a jungle on its own so mm-hmm. but in in 2020-21 during COVID that is when I realized that you know we need also to create spaces for other young people who are coming after us so that they do not make the mistakes that we did how then do we incubate ideas right from a small stage, giving them access to co-working space, you know, also access to books, access to information, and also access to mentors. And that was the right time because there was COVID shutdown across the world. So what I did, I didn't close my incubation center. It was, uh, I think it was four months year old. I didn't close it. I opened it up. I made sure that kids in the township have access to continue learning. I made sure that young people have access to information. You know, we provided even uh, food relief for the elderly and uh, orphans and vulnerable children. Because for almost uh, six months, there was no activity. So remember, livelihoods are disrupted and they have no form of survival. And we are there in the township. So I to leverage on my networks, on my associations, on my partners to say, you know what? We have a crisis in the townships, but how do we address this, this crisis? Let's start by making sure that kids continue learning and they are relevant. And also make sure that they adapt to technology. They adapt to certain uh, ways so that beyond COVID, they remain relevant. So that is what we did under Madlife Business Incubation Center. And from there, I remember I had an idea. <laughs> you know, they say uh, necessity is the mother of all inventions. Yeah. So why do we stuck in COVID? That's when I thought of township tourism. I said, you know what? If all these people can stay in the townships, what's happening in terms of money and production and consumption? It means money is still there. It has to circulate. And how do we make it circulate? They start a program. So we came up with Township Tourism, Ekasitos. Uh, uh, I managed to do uh, events there, like Township Tourism. We invited big companies to say, we're now opening beyond COVID. Go into the townships, relate with your customers, break the barriers, make sure that there is a relationship. It was a success. I was later uh, uh, nominated in one of the top 10 projects in Zimbabwe under Tourism Innovation Challenge. That is when I realized that out of every dark cloud, there is a silver lining. That is incredible. And my last question for you today is, you know, um, as you mentioned, and with the work you do in the townships, and you will also know this very well, that as young people on the continent, we're struggling with unemployment. A lot of countries on, on the continent are struggling with this. So for young people who are sitting at home right now, they have all these degrees and these qualifications and these skills but they just don't know where to start um, if they want to try the entrepreneurship route. What three pieces of advice would you give them? If they want to try what entrepreneurship, they should stay at home. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. <laughs> I, I'm just talking, but if they want to try entrepreneurship, I think it's best if they start now. You know, they, they learn on the go, they learn on the move. The secret to starting is getting started. Reach out to people. Uh, don't spend too much time on Twitter or on social media. Follow the relevant people. Start asking the right questions, hey? Start asking also the question, who am I? Why am I alive? That will uh, propel you to what you call the journey to self-discovery, and also uh, explore beyond your, your 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 qualifications. If you went to start in, let's say, economics, go beyond economics. 
understand what's happening in the energy sector, uh, start understanding what's happening in the agricultural sector. You know, that way you then realize that innovation will take space. So the more you explore uh, beyond your horizon, the more you learn. And also uh, it's important that you, you go on YouTube uh, follow people who started from nowhere. I think those stories will ignite, inspire, and help you innovate whatever idea you have. We all have a uh, different set skills that God gave us. And if you flip that side of the skill set, there is commerce, there is money to it. Yep. My goodness, and you have ignited so much inspiration in all of us and Gosana George Mazibisa, an incredible social, social entrepreneur from Zimbabwe. You are doing such incredible work for young people, for the economy, for people in Zim. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on the Africa Update. Also my pleasure to be part of the conversation. Hope to see you guys next year in March 2023 in Zimbabwe for the Hustler Summit, one of the biggest events in the continent where entrepreneurs creatives, private sector, public uh, uh, institutions, developmental agencies will gather and have transformative conversation around uh, sustainable development goals and employment creation in Africa. We do not read the history. We make history. Catch up from some of the best moments from the 5 Drive team by going to 5FM's catch-up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.